The Australian Football Video Film Festival podcast is proudly brought to you by LeagueTees.com.au, the retro footy fan gear that makes every week retro round. The League Tees footy shop is packed with footy tees, retro footy jumpers, hoodies, and all things retro footy. That's LeagueTees.com.au. Name the game series from Australian football video. Have you ever bought or rented a videotape that wasn't quite right? Folks, let me warn you. It's bruising, bloody, and very much in your face. And we've pulled out stuff that would make a 16-stone wharfie cry. But a hundred minutes of top footy action. Welcome to the 90s, the decade that delivered. It was a 10-year period in football unlike any other this century. The electrifying 80s, the highs and lows of a dynamic decade of football. Over the next two hours, relive some of the most exciting moments in VFL football in the sensational seven. The Peter Hudson story, Dublin's Jim, the story of Jimmy Steins, the road to victory, Collingwood's struggle to the premiership and the year of the rising saints, St Kilda's fight to the 1991 finals. Welcome to yet another edition of the Australian Football Video Film Festival. I'm Dylan Leach. Kanga Kings, 1999. They have proved themselves to be the team of the decade. In 1996, they had won the gold AFL Centenary Premiership Cup as North Melbourne. Now, four years later as the Kangaroos, they would take the last premiership of the millennium. This was a mighty season that started slowly, then gathered momentum. Relive all the glories as All-Australian captain Wayne Carey took his men to the very heights. Listen to the thoughts of coach Dennis Pagan and enjoy the great highlights of a very special football team at their best. They are the Kanga Kings. My guest this week is number one North Melbourne tweeter, Matty Green. So join in the chorus and sing it one and all. From the 17th of April, when the Kangaroos lost to Sydney by two points at the SCG, until this moment on the 25th of September, the Kangaroos of 1999 would win 20 of their 22 matches. It would be a season in which Wayne Carey would become the greatest goal kicker in the club's history. The Kangaroos would play in their seventh straight final series under Dennis Pagan and reach their record equaling sixth consecutive preliminary final. It was a year in which Shannon Grant would win the Norm Smith medal. It was a year in which Brent Harvey would win the E.J. Witten medal, starring for Victoria. Byron Pickett and Peter Bell would be named All-Australian in a team captain for a history-making third time by Wayne Carey. The club we had known as North Melbourne since its admission to the VFL three quarters of a century ago became the Kangaroos and would play four home games in Sydney. 
Maddie Green these days is probably known as more of a North Melbourne influencer. That's probably the best way to do it. You might know her as at Maddie Melb. Uh, she is probably the most prominent North Melbourne supporter on social media. But in 1999, she was a nine-year-old riding premiership glory as she's our guest reviewer here at the Australian Football Video Film Festival of the 1999 classic, Kanga Kings 1999. Maddie, welcome to the Australian Football Video Film Festival. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Dylan. Now, Maddie, what are you? What's nineteen ninety nine for you? You're nine years old. Yes, all turning nine years old, I should say. So I was a nineteen ninety baby, um, and I, I have admitted on a podcast before, actually. So I might as well double down. But um, for the first four years of my life, I was actually a St Kilda supporter, um, okay. <laughs> which is uh, one of my little shames that I, I normally like to hide. But uh, yeah, sort of. Um, you know, mum and dad had an agreement that um, any boys would, would go for North Melbourne like my dad and then any girls would go for St Kilda like my mum and apparently around 94 I got sick of asking for St Kilda and won um, and they hadn't been, of course, and then uh, dad would chime in and say, well, the Kangas won. So I sort of went, well, what am I doing with my life? And, yeah, jumped on the on the Kangas bandwagon <laughs> when I turned four. So, um, yeah, so it's been been North ever since. So you picked a good time to hop on the North Melbourne bandwagon because what 1994? What that's like the second year of Dennis Pagan as coach, um, yep. and that just glorious era of the Kangaroos. Basically, I think my my only regret is not being born about ten years earlier, so I could truly enjoy it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, definitely a special time um, as a kid, and you know you've got those memories of going to the footy and going to, to training at Arden Street, and you know wearing my scarf to school after we'd won and all that sort of stuff. So I've definitely, um, yeah, got some memories, probably more of, of '99 than '96. So it's probably a good thing you've asked me <laughs> to talk about '99 and, and not three years prior. But um, yeah, lots of wonderful memories of the '90s and just you know the, the powerhouse that that we were back then. When you're that age. And North Melbourne are winning every week and playing in finals all the time. Did you just think it was the norm back then? I feel like I've been lied to. Because <laughs> obviously it's been a long time in between drinks. But, um, uh, yeah, it's 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 a weird sort of time to, to enter into a football club that, you know, just sort of keeps on winning. Um, and then, you know, hasn't seen much of that in over 20 years. So, it's, um, yeah, absolutely, as you said. But I, I sort of think of it as the flip side um, to a lot of, you know, what, what Richmond supporters like yourselves, um, you know, had all those hard years and, and now tasting glory. So um, hopefully we're, we're back there soon and I can live it all again. <laughs> yeah, that look, to, to go back to my team, the Tigers, I've, I've often thought about what, say, 10-year-old Richmond supporters, six, even 16-year-old Richmond supporters yep. regard this team as. Like, you know, it's like, you, you guys are so bloody lucky. you got no bloody idea how hard it was. Um, so, yeah, there, there, is, there is that sort of perspective. But enough about the Tigers. Let's talk about North Melbourne. Um, you've got the – we've given you the, the classic 1999 season highlights video – Kanga Kings, 1999. Did you have any uh, North Melbourne videos or footy videos as a child? Oh, absolutely. Um, I know we'll talk about it a bit later, but, you know, I had the um, the King uh, documentary on Wayne Carey on VHS. Um, mm. <laughs> um, also, obviously, had all the um, all the grand finals on, on VHS and, and now DVD. But, um, yeah, you know, there were definitely some familiar moments in this documentary, that's for sure. 
And let's let's have a look at the 1999 Kangaroos because I don't think they get taught, spoken about as much when you look back on uh, the dominant teams of the era because I think at the time, a lot of people regard the 19... Maybe, I don't know how to say this, but maybe a lot of people look back on the 1999 season as the one that got away from Essendon, not the one yep. that North Melbourne won. Is that a fair call? Oh, I think so. I think, I mean, it depends who you ask, right? Um, I think, you know, the, the normal line I've sort of got from Essendon supporters is that, you know, that difference of herd um, and you can't compare them sort of thing. Um, but I don't know. I think, you know, two two powerhouses. I think that year we finished a game behind Essendon. So, you know, weren't, weren't totally out of, <laughs> um, out of their league by any means. I think it would have been an intriguing matchup um, to, you know, to see that that grand final um but you know I'd, I'd i'd still back us um with the team we had and you know the 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 performances we had through the year it was just you know so many great individual performances um you know and just a just a stellar team so um yeah i think it would have been an intriguing matchup but you know as it is they didn't make it um tough luck <laughs> we won it so <laughs> we'll go with that uh so the 1999 season for North Melbourne was obviously, I guess, a redemption year because um, the Kangaroos, of course, lost the 98 grand final. And I'm sure that stews very much in the minds of North Melbourne supporters. Yeah, of course, they, no, were, they didn't agree to talk about that one, Dylan. Oh, well, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't recall ever making that sort of agreement, but... I don't even um, know what happened in 98, so... <laughs> I'm from my memory, just... I was seven turning eight. Let's go with that. Oh, well, let's just say that... Um, if you're going to be bitter about it, let's just say that you were dudded by the market tire system, which is a whole other category about in terms yeah. of fluke finals <laughs> performances. You can forget about venues, and there was no more fluke final system than the market tire final eight. I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, that was a bit of a. Um, when watching this and, and sort of re looking at what that ladder looked like, and I'm like, oh, that's right. It was the old system. And, you know, you, you felt sorry for the sort of more lower ranked teams having to play the, the big guys up top. But, um,. <laughs> I'm happy to, I'll, I'll second that. What I enjoyed uh, when I started watching Kanga Kings 1999 was that they, uh, it started actually with the answer. It, it literally started at the very beginning because uh, it starts with the 1999 Ansett Cup. Yeah, we all uh, and remember that very clearly. Yeah, North, North's campaign there and uh, yeah. North... I'm sure North Melbourne fans really loved that rather than being referred to as the reigning AFL Premiers uh, for that year, it was the reigning Ansett Cup Premiers. The season started quietly. The defence of their Ansett Australia Cup was on target with an effortless win over Geelong. The talk was of AFL Premiership favouritism. Yes. <laughs> it was, um, look, that I did have a giggle at that bit. Um, and I think at, at one point, in the film, they actually said, you know, there was some premiership favouritism going on um, after the first win um, in that pre-season ANSAT Cup. And then, you know, that was all put to rest because then we lost the next game. But how quickly that talk was put to rest. In the second round, St Kilda came from behind to win by nine points at North Hobart Oval. Um, <laughs> so it was almost as at highs and lows that, you know, that... that place so much meaning in you know a pre-season that you know this day we wouldn't even recognize we sort of just write it off now don't we yes yeah, so north melbourne were in crisis after losing yeah. to st kilda in at north hobart oval in the second week of the ansec cup there's the, you, you could yeah. just write off not season 1999 
Yep, season's over, done. Yep. <laughs> but it's also an interesting year for North because, of course, they're not actually North Melbourne in 1999. They've dropped the North Melbourne. Correct. So we're the, we're the kangaroos. Um, You're just kangaroos. Just the kangaroos and, and, you know, that's sort of what I grew up with, you know, knowing them as, as the kangas affectionately and um, didn't really know any different. It's almost like we weren't sort of taught the North Melbourne bit. It was always, you know, kangas and kangaroos and, you know, as, as people know, that didn't really change until I think it was 2008 um, after we rejected the proposal to, to move to the Gold Coast in, in late 2007 where um, James Brasher, I believe, sort of made that call and went, you know, we really have to solidify what our identity is and, and that is in North Melbourne. And we, yeah, reverted back to, to being called North Melbourne from then on. So it is it is different seeing Kangas everywhere, but um, quite natural for me um, given that, you know, that's sort of what I grew up with. And not only were they the Kangaroos, but that was, of course, the club was also, I think they had a brief flirtation with playing home games in Sydney as well. Yes, and that's um, what we'll go through or what they went through in this um, in this film too is our um, our home games um, in Sydney, which is obviously in North Melbourne. I know very well playing home games interstate, so um, that wasn't uh, a shock to the system watching this. That's for sure. So let, let's get into the North Melbourne season of '99. It actually was a pretty tough start to the season. Uh, watching this, they um, they had they blew a forty point lead at the start in their opening match against Geelong. Um, and then the Cats came out and rolled them in the second half. Uh, they then got pretty much done by Essendon in the game where James Hurd did his foot and only just got over the very mediocre Richmond um, in the in the third round, which was their first win of the year. Um, but one of the things I did notice in the early part of this video, and particularly around the Kangaroos, is when you think about North Melbourne back in those days, you think Wayne Carey, Glenn Archer, Anthony Stevens, all those sorts of people, in a football context, I should stress. Um, but it showed a lot of highlights of the likes of Gary Durkay and Winston Abraham. And Taken by Durkay. This would be a start for him. Drills it. What a beginning. First kick for the Kangas. Marking contest. None can bring it down. Abraham. Winston goes at goal. Absolutely. So I, I must admit that Durke wasn't um, wasn't a, a common name <laughs> for me growing up. Um, so it was it was a real treat to sort of watch some of his highlights um, in this film. Um, it seems to be a bit of a forgotten sort of nineties <laughs> era North player. Um, but yeah, Winston Abraham. I think um, you know I, I remember growing up and really liking Winnie and um, you know watching some of these clips. Um, in this film was just a reminder it sort of he was he was incredible at, at making magic out of absolutely nothing um, and I think yeah it was it was a real a real force for North um, especially in 99 so I think um, he's one of those players that probably doesn't get the credit that that he deserves um, but was just you know like both of them they were, when they were on they were just phenomenal and also in the early part of the North season, Wayne Carey was out with an injury, so that probably didn't help either. So it was a bit of a bit of a shaky start to the year. But uh, I mentioned they had their first win against Richmond that year uh, in round three, um, and I'm just thinking, and I, and I want to bring this up with a North Melbourne supporter. Put, picture yourself back in the day. You're a you, you're a North Melbourne player. You've had a big win at the MCG on a Friday night. What are we doing after the game? 
Uh, probably going to have a few beers, I reckon. What What's your over and under? Like how hard how hard would that North Melbourne team have gone after a big after any game on a Friday night back in the day? Because back then Friday night football featured North Melbourne. Yes. Well, if, North if Melbourne was Friday night football. To go by, um, <laughs> they they seemed to really hit it hard, <laughs> which was um a quite quite phenomenal um, given his performances during the year to find out that um yeah he was he was downing a fair bit. Um, <laughs> during his time at North Melbourne, but um, by all accounts, they. I don't think it was just Wayne funny. Carey somehow. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think it was Wayne Carey. Just I don't think it was Wayne Carey alone somehow. Not at all. Not at all. Fair few of them, I'd say. <laughs> I think I think they used to all go to the Tunnel Nightclub. I hear footballers always ex footballers always talk about the Tunnel Nightclub, which uh, my research suggests the then the now Premier of Victoria Dan Andrews was once a hot dog salesman outside of it. <laughs> there you go. So you could you just imagine that. Uh, Let's say what it's uh, well six thirty a.m. outside the Tunnel Nightclub. North Melbourne boys have just left. Uh, Wayne Carey has just purchased a uh, hot dog from a young Dan Andrews, and then uh, headed off to Arden Street for the next morning briefing. The training. <laughs> what a riffer! I'd read. I'd read that book. <laughs> There's every chance that would have happened. I mean, probably. Like, I, I, I absolutely would believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Had no idea that um that yeah Dan came from such humble beginnings. <laughs> yep, yep. So yeah, the uh, the one time hot dog salesman outside the nightclub all the footballers used to frequent is now the premier of Victoria. So yep, how about believe that? in your dreams, kids. <laughs> yeah, but it, to go, we're still in the early part of that North Melbourne season of '99, and in watching uh, Kanga Kings '99, um, and they had a couple of really close finishes like they actually like they only just beat Richmond in their first win then they go yep. to Sydney for the clash of co-tenants um against the Swans um and they lose by two points uh, North loses by two points after another fade out after leading by six goals at half time yep. so it would have been really troubling signs yeah absolutely and I think that was Kerry's first game back too um, mm. after an injury, so they probably would have had high hopes. But um, I think, yeah, that one was just another North sort of fade out, um, you know, leading at, leading at halftime by six goals and then and they're beat by two points, which um, unfortunately is, is a North I know very well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, I think you know, after, after coming back, um, you know, from, from the year that was 98 and how that sort of ended up, I think people probably had quite high expectations of, of North and, and as he said, you know, wanting to have that redemption season and, and perhaps, yeah, the signs weren't totally there. And um, then, you know, I think the next game after Sydney was, was a close um, win against St Kilda. So, I mean, they were, they were scraping by, but, um, you know, uh, I think, yeah, understandably people were sort of would have been, you know, going, oh, well, you know, what's the, what's the fuss about these guys? Are they really that good? One of the things I did notice uh, in particularly that sort of passage of North Melbourne season was they were bloody tough. Like they were still, they weren't, they may not have been winning, but they were brutal. Um, and there's a couple of si- significant highlights that get, fe- that still get featured a lot to this day. Yep. Um, there's Glenn Archer absolutely KOing a very young Lenny Hayes. Did so towards centre wing. Lenny Hayes tries to keep it. Oh! Down goes Lenny Hayes, but he picks himself up. Yes. 
And then, of course, a couple of weeks later, which probably got North Melbourne season into gear, was that game at Waverley against Hawthorne with, of course, Byron Pickett crunching Brendan Crummel. Help from Crummel. Off the ground he goes. Oh! You know, that's the the North I sort of grew up with was that, you know, hard, fast footy. Um, You know, that Lenny one's, you know, sort of so iconic. It was his debut game, right? And, you know, Glenn Glenn Archer just gave him the old welcome to the AFL treatment. (laughs) Um, Smacked right into him. And, um, you know, I think it was a a real, you know, welcome to, to playing with the big boys type thing. And, you know, Lenny on the ground, which to his credit, he got up quite quickly, but you just see Glenn Archer walk away and just go, God, he's, he's just so, so tough um, of a player, absolutely unreal, and, and, you know, was for the majority of his career. And what about that picket one? That was, <laughs> yeah, that was fairly intense too. Um, I just think, you know, we sort of had that old, old school rivalry with Hawthorne too, um, which probably wouldn't have helped um, from the 70s, but uh yeah, just that sort of tough brand of footy and, and stuff that, you know, you probably wouldn't get away with these days. So it was a tough start of the 1999 season for North Melbourne and um, the video highlights that, you know, they were just scraping by with wins or blowing leads and I think there's a clip there of Dennis Pagan getting absolutely shitty at the media or just not not shitty but just he's a bit on edge. Do you feel like you're a long way below your best I don't know about long way. It's very tough competition. If we look, there's a lot of ifs and buts. Um, uh, look, can we be quite over there, fellas? We can't hear ourselves think, are yeah? Yeah. So, um, was that the can't hear ourselves think? Yeah. <laughs> Part he needed the, he needed time to think, old Dennis. He does. He doesn't miss a beat though. He goes straight back into what he was talking about. But I think that's just so typical of you know of the of the Dennis Pagan that's that's always spoken about. Um, you know by um, the players and the wider community. It was just such a you know, stern and sort of disciplinary coach, a very hard man. Um, but I think, you know, <laughs> at, at that point, um, you know, it'd be a, a bit worried as an AFL coach, you can obviously control so much. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, the, the pressure there, as you said, just scraping by um, some more convincing losses, but then again, close losses and, and close wins. So I think, um, you know, you knew, you knew it wasn't wasn't far off, but um, I don't think you, you know, you really would have, you know, would have wanted to be the, um, the boys back in the rooms afterwards, that's for sure. I guess the other thing too, and it's just go, it just goes to show that, it's one of those classic things, the more things change, the more they stay the same, that there's so many premiership teams that have just ordinary starts to the season, yet every season, the team that goes on to win the flag, you can easily go back to a loss they've had in round two or three and then it's just doomsday situations. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess in that respect, I mean, not probably not much has changed in the media landscape, at least. <laughs> of, of it's got worse. We do tend to sort of to sort of jump to that, and and it's probably worse with with social media because you're sort of hearing absolutely everyone's opinions. But um, yeah. Would, would think- you not just everyone's opinion, Maddie? An AFL great slamming things, okay? Yeah, so um, no, I thought um, I think that's you know this is what he was like, and you've just got those those sort of very hard nosed coaches, um, and I think you know um, they I mean they came good, so <laughs> what, whatever he did, did, whatever he did worked. So I think um, you know you, you sort of hear the way the boys talked about him, and 
yeah, as I said, you know, just, just a hard man, but they had such great respect for him. Um, so, you know, I think, um, yeah, that, that frustrations there of, of, you know, not, not sort of living up to that expectation after the, the shocking finish to the year before. But, um, yeah, I think, um, Dennis Pagan, obviously the right man for the job in this, in this season. But, you know, North start to then get on a bit of a roll. Um, they easily account for Collingwood, who were wooden spooners that year. Um, they get one over Adelaide in a grand fi- in a meeting of last year's grand finalists, not a grand final rematch. Um, and and then they sort of really hit this. Wayne Carey comes back into the side and kicks seven uh, at Waverley against the Hawks in that match, with, which is just associated with... Uh, Byron Pickett KOing Brennan Crummel. Yep. Um, and I, I think I think I see Wayne uh, dons a short sleeve jumper to start off with and then gets on the long sleeves, which is a rare sight. I never fancied Kerry as a long sleeve player, so it must have been a bloody cold night at Waverley back then. Yeah. But it also had a it also had Rex Hunt calling a TV match. Yes. Um <laughs> ding, ding dong bell, I think he said a few times for, for Peter Bell. McKernan got it down, Harvey got it across to Ding Dong Bell. Um, and, and Glenn Archer was the bow and arrow archer. Graham from behind throw, the bow and arrow archer goal! Every time he seemed to get near the ball. So, um, no, it was definitely funny sort of listening to him again. And um, then, you know, a, a young Anthony Hudson too. Carey versus Graham. Carey gets to the front. Toys stopping him. You just can't think. No, you certainly cannot, Hutto. Hutto's always looked young, to be fair. (laughs) This is true. But you get a few other uh, prominent North Melbourne names that do show um, in this video. It's not just, as as we say, Wayne Carey, Glenn Archer, Corey McKernan. Um, I think uh, there's the game in uh, where you you play Port Adelaide at the MCG and uh, a young debutante by the name of Kent Kingsley, uh, who later went on for Geelong, uh, kicked six in his first match. Uh, absolutely dominated for a, a debut game. Uh, unreal. The kick towards centre-half forward or just inside. They're a long way from goal. Snap for goal by Kingsley. And in his first game, he bounces through his first goal. It was sort of funny to to see that. And then um, I think that the, the Pagan press conference they showed afterwards they sort of he sort of talked about the fact that you know he wanted Kingsley to play in Adelaide but they just couldn't get the paperwork done we're going to play him the uh, um, against Adelaide um, we couldn't get the, uh, the the paperwork done um, because of a few uh, processes that had to be put in place <laughs> a... um, which is just obviously so different to these days but um, I believe Kingsley was traded the following year did he go along with fellow North Melbourne Premiership hero Cameron Mooney yeah, that's. I think that's what everyone you know thinks when they think '99 North Premiers immediately. Cam Mooney, absolute legend. <laughs> what was his stats in the grand final? Did he even get a touch? Absolutely not. He did not get a touch. I think he spent a lot of it on the bench because he obviously replaced um, Jason McCartney. Um, but uh, yeah, no, a lot of it on the bench, and when he was on the field, um, couldn't get a touch. So um, you know, premiership medal for. A whole lot of nothing, really. <laughs> um, so I'm sure his next one meant a bit more to him than the uh, than the '99 one did. As this, so, it sort of North sort of gets into gear, probably what in the midway of the season. That's then sort of business is they're, they're into business, and yep. um, uh, there's highlights of another game where you play West Coast at the SCG, uh, the probably the most off Broadway game ever. 
because um, I've looked into this. You played them on the Queen's birthday public holiday in Sydney, and that was due to Stadium Australia opening. So they would they didn't want that game clashing with the opening of Stadium Australia at Homebush. Yep. But what I also found out was that the Queen's birthday isn't a public holiday in Perth. So North Melbourne is playing Sydney in uh, North Melbourne is playing West Coast in Sydney um, in a game where the locals are all at work on a work day. So the you know the highly anticipated contest of the nineties, lots of people used to look forward to Kerry versus yeah. Jakovic, is in the most off Broadway time slot ever. Yep, that seems very typical of the AFL. Mm. Was that just North's <laughs> destiny? They've like this is your future, North Melbourne. Yeah, it was a bit like um, this season just gone. I think we had one on the Wednesday bloody five. Oh, Wednesday, Wednesday five thirty at the Gabba. I was like, it's it is the new prime time. We started Friday night, so we'll start the Wednesday twilight. <laughs> But, um, yeah, and I think, as you said, you know, Kerry and Jakovic was such an intriguing matchup. Um, and I always think of, I remember um, Jakovic talking about, you know, Malthouse talking to him and saying, look, you know, see that, see that guy out there, Wayne Kerry, you're going to be playing on him the next 10 years. So, you know, learn to beat him or I'll find someone else that can. And, and they just had so many awesome matchups in the 90s um, where, it would, you know, they were sort of equally as important to their own teams. Um, so yeah, you know, chuck that one on when, when WA can't watch, brilliant idea. Looking for a gift for that special someone? Christmas or birthday? Well, join in the chorus and celebrate with the Kangaroos. There's another one. Peter Bell is having a big day. The official 1999 AFL Grand Final video. A kangaroo key ring and glass tankard, all stylishly gift packed. It's the perfect present for anyone who loves football. The video, the tankard, and the key ring from Australian Football Video. You can get your Premier's gift pack at these stores right now. Let me take some time out now here on the Australian Football Video Film Festival to talk about our major sponsor, leaguetees.com.au. That's right, the one, the only, the iconic leaguetees.com.au. The best football gear, bar none, on the internet. In fact, in general, retail, internet, anywhere leaguetees.com.au, your AFL retro gear, VFL retro gear, probably more that way, VFA, uh, there's even the Rugby League, there's NBL, there's cricket, there's everything uh, that you could imagine. It is a one-stop fashion shop. Now, we are talking about Kanga Kings 1999, and fair to assume that a lot of the listeners to this episode of the Australian Football Video Film Festival are Kangas fans. Well... North Melbourne fans, you are in luck at themightyleaguetees.com.au. I'm just having a look at their North Melbourne range, and boy, oh boy, is it terrific. Unfortunately, they haven't got the Dennis Pagan tracksuit range available just yet, but I'm sure Anthony's got that on the cards. However, you can get the iconic North Have Courage t-shirt going back to North's glory days of the 70s. We're talking about North in the 90s in this one, but... Any uh, shots of the Kangas back in the 70s in the Barassi days? You, we all saw them with their little uh, T-shirts and tracksuits saying, North have courage. Well, League Tees 
have that t-shirt and sweater available right now. You can get the t-shirt for $29 or the uh, sweater for $39. It's back on sale now at legtees.com.au. But wait, there's more, as Tim Shaw would say in the old Demtel commercials. Uh, An Arden Street t-shirt is available. And what would you put on a t-shirt about Arden Street? Well, what else but the elephant? I've actually got that t-shirt myself uh, believe it or not, uh, Anthony sent me one of those, and it's a ripper. Um, so, yes, you can get the Arden Street T-shirt with Elephant. And um, there's also, uh, of course, going back to the real history of the North Melbourne Football Club, of course, in 1999, they were just known as the Kangaroos, but on the establishment days of the North Melbourne Football Club, like just in their foundation days, they were the Hotham Football Club. You can buy a Hotham Football Club T-shirt Um from leaguetees.com.au. That's available. And also, what I do enjoy, um, the algorithm doesn't lie, and I can appreciate this. I'm just having a look at the uh, tag Arden Street on leaguetees.com.au. And you know what else comes up on the range of products? The I Hate Richmond badge. That's right. There must be uh, a bit of a sale going. <laughs> it must be pretty popular amongst the Kangas fans. Hey, each to their own. You can buy one of those as well. I won't judge you. You know, I'm a lover, not a hater, but if if that's how you're inclined, you can buy it at legtees.com.au, along with a heap of other great badges that they've got on sale, and there's plenty of North Melbourne ones uh, and uh, all sorts of footy ones. They're all here. Legtees.com.au, proud sponsors of the Australian Football Video Film Festival. That's legtees.com.au. I think it's remiss of us that we have to analyse the role of one of the stars of Kanga King's 1999, uh, Wayne Carey. Um, Wayne Carey, the footballer. What are you? What are your memories? What have you, How do you regard him? Uh, and how do you describe his role, particularly in that season of 1999? Um. Oh well, you know he was he was like a lot of people. I think you know was my favourite player at the time. Him and Archer. Um, but I think there was just that sort of, you know, sort of phenomenon around around Carey. It was just, you know, so so incredible. Um, you know, I, I remember <laughs> back in the back in the days where um, the sanity uh, shops were were a regular feature of most shopping centres when I was a kid. Um, just begging my mum um, to let me get a Wayne Carey T-shirt, which I've actually still got to this day, and I actually found it today. Um, <laughs> um, but I just remember, you know, even watching him train and, and he'd stay back, um, you know, until all the kids got their photos and all the kids got their signatures and, and, you know, that sort of the carry that I remember and, um, and just thinking it was so amazing. And then, you know, watching this, um, watching this Kanga Kings and, and, you know, seeing that, that dominance, um, you know, uh, first first game back, I think, as we discussed before, you know, kick seven goals. Um, <laughs> he was just such a dominant player, um, and I think played, you know, a bit close to the goal square throughout that year. But he just could kick it from absolutely anywhere, um, you know, on any angle. It didn't sort of matter, and 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 I just I don't think you know there would have been a player that that had as such safe um, hands or or a kick as Kerry it was just you know phenomenal in in every way and just really. Um, you know, exerted himself onto a game and, 
and you know we sort of saw highlights in in that film too where you know <laughs> Carey would have zero one two three players on him and and he'd still mark it um so it was quite incredible um to just sort of see him in in full flight again Carey at the back he works off his man won't Carey don't tell me oh you beauty <laughs> now look at the crowd <laughs> Well, this is what makes Wayne Carey great. Do you at all remember the commercial that was airing at the time about Wayne Carey being the supposed Roo Boy? 18 years ago, when this film was first seen, the legend of the Roo Boy began. Today, this man believes he knows what became of the boy raised by kangaroos. Wayne Carey is the Roo Boy. I, th- I think it was uh, iconic Aussie actor Roy Billing, who's just been in about every iconic Aussie movie and drama, um, playing some guy that, that did some study that Wayne Carey was raised by kangaroos. Wayne feels most at home in genuine kangaroo leather. See that? Like a kangaroo recovers and it's hit by a car or something. Kangaroos move in mobs, led by the strongest, most ferocious male. When Wayne was made captain, the jumper changed from this to... I absolutely remember it and I loved it. Um, And I think that just speaks to how big he was at the time too. The fact that, you know, we had Nike ads and Gatorade ads and and his face was just everywhere, you know, his real real sort of not, you know, not only just the, the poster boy of of North Melbourne and, and, you know, that wonderful 90s sort of powerhouse time for the club, but, you know, also for the AFL. Um, you know, people just sort of loved him and revered him, and yeah, no, that ad was um, ad was <laughs> very clever. It was it was nice to give it a rewatch during this as well. He was at that sort of dominance in his career where he was definitely winning games off his own boot for North Melbourne. Like I think there was that game against Melbourne where you know the, the Roos kicked themselves out of it, but uh, you know they just won because Kerry sort of just stepped in, stepped up to the plate. Yeah, um, you know. I think there was only one game. I think that earlier game, uh, the, the first game, time they played Carlton, the only time he really settled, he was put aside by Stephen Silvani. Um, and then there's that contest he had on, oh, there was that great mark he took on Adam Huskus against Brisbane. In they go for this time through Shola, one-on-one. Huskus, Carey! Carey! Well, this will put them in front if he kicks his goal. There's a great camera shot from behind Carey as he puts it through. Um, I think yeah, they showed there was quite a um, great goals from Kerry and McKern in that game, but yeah, just the that that particular mark, you know, you just saw you'd sort of look at him and go, you know, big body, tall, um, wouldn't be able to do that, and he just sort of kept continually defying, um, you know, people's expectations of, of the kind of footballer that he should be. He was just, um, yeah, as I said, sort of didn't matter where he was, he um, he was in amongst it, and that that Melbourne game, um, I think a couple of his goals there was. There was no one even on him. It's almost like Melbourne sort of gave up and went, you know what? <laughs> Let's not waste our time here. We can't get him, so <laughs> we'll just we'll just give up. And the commentators just bloody loved him. Like, of course, there was those games with Rex. Um, there's a couple of games actually in that season that Rex is calling on television, which is very rare. But I think there's a clash. There's that clash against Geelong which is in Sydney, which has got both Bruce McAvaney and Sandy Roberts, and they are just going absolutely gaga for Kerry. Kerry onto his left, and it's another one. The King's in touch, I reckon. It, it sort of it flashed back for me to, you know, Bruce's Cyril Rioli days. 
<laughs> where you could just sense the sort of love and admiration he had for that that particular player. It's um yeah, it's quite phenomenal to as it was well, a North supporter at least to um to listen to. <laughs> and there's also a bit um in that North Melbourne Geelong game where Kerry kicks a goal and Sandy Roberts is trying to get with the kids. And he goes, ha ha, this is Wayne's World. Good looking drop punt. Sensational kick. This is Wayne's World. wasn't wrong um he did put it on absolute masterclass that game and I think that was the game too where they had black cars on display in the middle of the stands I noticed in the background um I was wondering if they were Mazdas or what was going on there but um was it was it like a car derby like you know the yeah, Mazda kangaroos yeah, taking on the Ford cats from certain angles it looked like it was a local footy match but um <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no it, it was yeah it was it's it was nice to sort of listen to um some positive commentary <laughs> again um you know we're not always blessed with that these days but um yeah I think it was yeah just you know I think one of them said to Kerry's putting on a show and he and he absolutely he did and he did he did most games and um I think kicked nine goals that particular game so you know just just unreal and just absolutely commanded that that ground and then the following week there's that great game again when we talk about Kerry I reckon he sort of Wayne Kerry kind of had a purple patch that year which was probably from about I reckon just purely from watching the video was probably from about that round eight game to Hawthorne probably up until this match against Essendon uh, in round 17, which you didn't win. That was a highly built-up clash between first and second at the time. The Bombers yeah. are first, North are second. The Bombers win by 26 points in probably one of the most 90s type of games of football you would watch. And Kerry kicks 10 goals, plus that iconic banana goal from the MCG pocket. It bounces in the, vic- oh, in the vicinity of Kerry. Yeah, I think they, they described it as a lazy 10 goals. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's actually unreal to think of a game where Kerry kicked 10 goals and we still didn't win. I think he kicked 10-5. Um, mm. So, no, he kicked 65 points and that's still not enough. We still lose. So, um, I just think, you know, that it's 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 almost unbelievable thinking that. And, and I know, like, you know, the, the, the sort of snippets of Pagan that they showed, you know, you know, Kerry would kick four or five goals and... He'd sort of say, you know, oh yeah, like he's done all right, but he could do better. And I think he just had that, yeah, that that coach support just pushing him to, um, to be better. But yeah, as I said, kicks ten goals and we still didn't win. It almost defies belief. <laughs> I I have to ask because watching this video and watching highlights of that North Melbourne team from that era, um, particularly when you do have incredibly high scoring football. Um, I think there's a game, like, and particularly the way they talk about the game, um, there's, there's that first match you play against Carlton, which is the precursor to the grand final, which is regarded as a low-scoring affair, but it's, I think the score's like North Melbourne 89, Carlton 60, which is like pretty much a standard score in this day yeah. and age. Yeah. But then, then you have that sort of blitz where Kerry is kicking 10, he's kicking 9, he's kicking 10-5 in a losing side, and you lose by 26 points. Um, it's hard to believe that this isn't the round anymore. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I just think, you know, you look at, at those days and, you know, what, what sort of got you the common medal to what gets you it in the last few years. Um, 
I just think that's that's something I mean, you know, as someone who who grew up with Carey, I, I sort of do miss from that game that having that dominant sort of forward that um, you know, just boots all those goals. I guess, you know, Buddy Franklin is 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 probably a, a close sort of um modern player that we've got to, to that. Um but yeah, it's it's just it's just so different. <laughs> <laughs> to to what we're used to now and yeah it is something that I think you know it doesn't probably worry a lot of people but it's something that I um that I definitely miss that's for sure I think I've done enough market research uh in terms of the listenership of this show uh to kind of get a feeling that our listeners would probably prefer that style of football um would you be in that category or what's your kind of take on the difference between the highlights you see back then to the highlights you see now yeah, I remember one one point in the documentary they said they said something along the lines of I think it was the Collingwood game and and Lockyer uh, just bombed it into the fifty, um, mm. and I think I think it was it was Archer in in the back fifty or, um, and that the commentary sort of said oh you know um, if this is the way that modern football's heading then it's in big trouble. Same setup again. No Collingwood players inside fifty. Lockyer. Now, see if that works. Now, oh, that's ridiculous. Yes, coming unstuck this time. Archer, no opponents. Well, if that's what modern football is coming to, it's going to be pretty boring. Um, <laughs> um, and I love that because there's just so much commentary, you know, season to season, game to game, about how the game's evolving and that sort of that search for, for perfection and, and how footy's played now. Um, I mean, as I said, you know, I, I grew up with Carey um, kicking a bag every week and, um, you know, sort of um, we've had sort of players kind of like it, but obviously not not be able to replicate that since. And, yeah, it is, as I said, it is something I do miss about the game. Is it better? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, as I said, there's, it's hotly debated, isn't it, um, the, the state of the game and, um, you know, they'll bring in a thousand different rule changes to try to get it to, to be something. And I think, you know, you do sort of um, have a tendency to, to miss those old sort of school days um, where they were just allowed to play a bit more. And, yeah, so um, I think sometimes I, I, I do miss it. Um, yeah. After that Essendon game, a lot of people thought that was the preview of the 1999 grand final. The North Essendon rivalry, particularly around that era, was excellent. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think, um, as I said before, you know, two powerhouse clubs. Um, we obviously have a rivalry there as much as um, Essendon supporters <laughs> reject that we do. Um, I think all the players at that time um, sort of discuss it a lot. And, yeah, I think, you know, as, as a North supporter at that time, um, losing to Essendon, hoping to win a premiership, you're, you're probably feeling a little less confident um, than you were. Because, <laughs> of course, there was there was the Marshmallow game the year before in that uh, qualifying. The Marshmallows are flying out here at the moment, Bruce. Uh, a few are hitting Kevin, but luckily they're very soft. Uh, there was that game earlier in the year where James Hurd did his foot. Um, then there was that game where Kerry kicks 10 goals. Um, and a year later, obviously, there's that you get smashed in that final uh, in 2000. Uh, and then, of course, there is that iconic comeback game in 2001, which many people regard as probably one of the best games of Australian rules football I mean, not many, ever played. For obvious reasons. <laughs> Absolutely brilliantly, the Kangaroos. But the 
Bombers are such a champion team. They're trying hard. The clock is counting. And the game is over. One of the best ever. One of the very best ever matches played on this magnificent ground over more than 100 years of football. Oh, but I think I think a lot of people factor in who North had out that day. So I think, oh, uh, yeah, I could, absolutely. I'd... But I, I normally switch that one off fairly early when I yeah. see it. <laughs> that, yeah, that well, that usually gets a fair run on Fox Footy over yeah, the summer. You know, I to give that like a miss on every two days, just to spite me. <laughs> <laughs> but do do you sometimes feel you can't complain? Obviously, and it obviously gave you everything you wanted. The end of nineteen ninety nine. Do you think it's a shame there never was a North Melbourne Essendon Grand Final of that era? Uh, I, I sometimes I feel we, that we could have beaten them, um, and yep. that would obviously <laughs> um, be some be some good banter these days. Um, yeah, I think um, you always want to see the two best teams go head to head. So obviously, you know, you're first and second on the ladder, but then again, you know, you've got to be the best. Um, to to make the grand final, you know, and beat some of the best clubs. So I just think, um, you know, it was obviously um, Essendon sort of rue that um, that that prelim um, as a missed opportunity for them. But I think, you know, said you've only got the the circumstances that um, <laughs> that you've got. Um, you know, you've got to got to make the best out of it. And um, you know, I know they said in in the documentary, um, Pagan. Um, mentioned you know not not wanting to go in as favorites and um and you know that sort of um attitude it instilled in the players that you know they want sort of hard fought wins and and you know want to want to be able to sort of um you know defy those expectations and 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 play the best to you know be deserving of these things so yeah i mean it, it would have been an intriguing matchup but um unfortunately yeah you've you know not good enough to to get there at that time um and therefore, yeah, we, we didn't get to see it. <laughs> Which I'm sure you're thinking, gee, that's a shame. Yeah, um, such a shame. <laughs> but you don't lose a match after that Essendon match. Um, you, you go on to beat Richmond because, of course, the fixture back then was you just played up until round 15, you played everyone once, and then you just resumed whoever you Start played again, from rounds yeah. one yeah. to seven. Very simple logic back then. Um, you beat Richmond, very mediocre. We're talking like geesh. Jeff Geish in Richmond era. This, that's like as mediocre ninth Richmond as it gets back then. Um, what I did enjoy watching from that second time you played Richmond, um, which was Wayne Carey's 200th game. He actually had a pretty quiet one that night. Yeah, low-key. But there was the sight. Two goals. <laughs> yeah, just, just two goals. Low-key night. Um, was the sight of David King just going straight down the middle, like straight up the guts, bouncing to the forward line. Danger signs are there for King. He shows dash, and away he comes. Three bounces, four, keep going, Kingy. He's in the middle of the ground, looks up towards full forward, and the kick is going to drop short. These days, when, when I associate David King, I'm, I'm seeing a guy with a laptop trying to convi- trying to explain the most <laughs> complex game plan, and here's Kingy the footballer just doing the most simple tactic of just go straight down the middle and kick it long. Yeah, yeah, it was bloody beautiful. Honestly, it was it was lovely to have that yeah that sort of reminder of um <laughs> of David King and and the way he used to play and that's exactly it you know it was just the most simple stuff but he was just so bloody good at it and then uh, and of course Shannon Grant got uh, suspended for charging Matthew Knights but we won't go into that one um and then we have a bit of an interval uh going through North's 1999 season uh, Maddie 
when we when we look at the uh, cross promotion for another video that was released at the time called The King at Kerry, which I believe you have a copy of. You mentioned I do. I've got a copy on VHS somewhere, so I need to dig it out and um and and give it another watch because uh I yes I would absolutely love to watch um Wayne Carey bungee jumping um and an assortment of other activities um that you absolutely wouldn't get on uh on Amazon Prime Video these days that's for sure. <laughs> we just have a bit of an interval in Kanga King's 1999. That's the video we're reviewing in this episode of the Australian Football Video film festival uh maddie green prominent north melbourne supporter on the uh socials is my guest reviewer this week and uh we get a glimpse of the wayne carey documentary the king and uh well there's vision of him going bungee jumping about a hundred and hundred and a half kilos or something and i played about 95 96 so i'm a bit overweight this is we all did it. Were you alive? Uh, no, I wasn't alive. I didn't want to go last because then I thought I might pull out, so I went went in the middle. Yeah, no, that was um, <laughs> was phenomenal to see that um, and and see that sort of content. Um, as I said before, you know, I've got that VHS somewhere, so I really should dig it out and give it another watch. I think it's some spectacular '90s content um, that you definitely wouldn't get. Um, on any sort of modern Amazon Prime documentary <laughs> um, video going around. So, um, and that's the sort of stuff that, you know, that these days you don't want to see your players doing um, just in case they injure themselves. So, <laughs> um, no, it gave us sort of a bit of an insight into that, you know, sort of more, I guess, fun side. But, um, again, in, in that section, um, he sort of talks about worrying that he was sort of carrying a bit of weight and all that sort of stuff. So you see he's still sort of focused on, on you know <laughs> getting back to his absolute best playing days but I think yeah that that sort of content um it's been a nice bit of <laughs> comedic relief um in the middle of this film do you think the uh maybe there is like a director's cut of the King Wayne Carey video where it actually does follow Wayne Carey and the boys uh to the pub after a big Friday night yeah, getting a hot dog from Daniel Andrews yeah, getting the hot dog from Daniel Andrews. Uh, maybe some uh, footy trip action. Oh, God, you know what? I don't know if I'd want to see it. <laughs> I think we already know so much about that team. I think um, <laughs> I think that's that one's probably best kept in the vault. So then after the King video, we have that little cross promotion and we see the duck bungee jumping and... Um, I'm sure pretty much every North Melbourne supporter probably got this video and that video for Christmas in 1999. Um, we see the rest of North home in away season and, and they, there's some pretty amicable wins. Um, there's some more Winston Abraham highlights. I think there's that one. He kicks a cracking goal from outside 50 at Waverley against St Kilda. For Bell, kicked by Bell, in short. Here come the Kangaroos. Abraham open goal square. What a goal! And then uh, that, that game against the Kill, there's also a, a Cam Mooney highlight of him kicking a goal in a North Melbourne jumper. I mean, do you want to talk about his only highlight now or after the grand final performance? <laughs> Inside the centre square. Kicks the ball long. Carey's going to be the target. He's in front. Can't take a one-hander. Winston Abraham, clever play. Chips it over to Mooney. He'll run in. He'll hammer it home. The round 21 clash in 1999. North are playing Collingwood and both teams are just wearing atrocious alternative jumpers. 
and you cannot tell the difference. They talk a lot about the color clash in North Melbourne and Collingwood games, and there's always bickering about which jumper to wear. But in this clash, it's clear that North and Collingwood have opted for an alternative jumper, and it just looks even worse. Oh, absolutely. And I was thinking my dad, who, you know, used to talk about watching that match up on a black and white TV. <laughs> Um, and just, you know, obviously sort of no real hope of being able to tell the difference there. And then you could sort of just pretend like your team was winning, um, if they weren't, but, um, yeah, there were some, there were some shockers. I don't think it was as, as policed as it is these days. That's for sure. Did you like the North? Cause North had that away jumper, the bouncing rural away jumper, which is, I think a lot of people, particularly your generation look quite fondly about. I absolutely love it. Um, I know a lot of people like the sort of traditional white with the, with the blue stripes and the hoop socks and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, for me, I think, and it was probably a bit to do with, you know, at that time and, and the kangaroos logo that they sort of had on all their scarves and hats and, you know, all that sort of marketing they did. But um, I absolutely love that bounding row jumper. Um, that's my favourite jumper and I was absolutely stoked, um, you know, when we've sort of gone back into into wearing that, um, you know, for um, for some away games in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, very, very fond memories of that jumper. I do associate it with the, with the 90s team. Um, so yeah, no, me, absolutely huge fan. I've got a, I've got a few in my wardrobe. So yeah. <laughs> did, did you have one as a kid? Um, I, I don't think I did. I think I just had the striped Guernsey. Um, uh, and then a lot of, a lot of t-shirts and as I mentioned before, a, a, a lovely t-shirt with Kerry's face on it and all his stats, um, <laughs> that I begged for, but, um, yeah, no, I've definitely, um, as I said, bought, bought some of the, the bounding room ones in the last few years. I, I absolutely love them. I wish we'd wear them more often. And then there's that last game before the finals, uh, which is against the Crows at footy park, which is actually Malcolm Blight's last game as the Adelaide Crows coach. And you talk about a jam packed highlights video. There's, there's just even more of Wayne Carey. Um, where he outdoes Andrew McLeod of all players for a running goal. It's just brilliant. Front of the pack, Peter Bell. He was nearly dacked. Welsh. Carey works it to the back. That's clever. Around. <laughs> Carey running on. He'll get it back, the King. And a goal coming up. Nobody in front of him. Look at McLeod. Oh, oh good jump, Andy McLeod. But Carey goes anyway. Lifting it. It's a goal. Oh. Yeah, I think uh, it's. It's almost mildly unfair to, to the other players. I think, you know, there is so much focus on care in, in this film, um, obviously rightly so, but I think we got to see, you know, Mick Martin do a bit of a dodge and wave. Um, obviously, iconic Brett Allison in the long sleeves. It looked like it was a hot day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, um, you know, Kerry's still dribbling that goal away, um, from McLeod. Um, I think Byron Pickett, um, had an absolute blinder of a match as well. Um, so we did sort of get to see, um, some of the other sort of, um, heroes like Peter Bell and, you know, Craig Scholl and, 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 and Welsh and, and those guys that you sort of didn't hear, um, from as often, but, um, it really did sort of feel like it was the Kerry show for a lot of it. So these guys use their whole body to hit each other. Yeah, I like to see that. These guys can catch a ball from 12 feet in the air. I like to see that. 
telling me these guys run flat out all afternoon? Yeah, right. I'd like to see that. Fantastic footy. He's come from nowhere. 36 big guys in very tight shorts. Yeah, I'd like to see that. These guys spit the dummy at the umpire and get away with it? I'd like to see that. Yeah, I've seen Australian rules. What rules? Kick goals from 70 meters out? <sighs> I'd like to see that. Shoots a goal! We've reached the crescendo of Kanga Kings 1999, the finals. And uh, North Melbourne have finished second, and they're hosting Port Adelaide, who have finished seventh under the old McIntyre system uh, on a wet, ugly, and miserable day at the MCG. Do you remember this final without the video? Oh, you'd be pushing it, I reckon, but <laughs> it was, um, I, I might have even been there. I, I, have, to, I have to double check, um, but I might have even been at this one. But, um, yeah, no, it was, <laughs> as I said, as an eight-year-old, it was a bit of a push. But, um, yeah, no, it was It was lovely to watch the highlights again, especially Boomer. Um, I think there was one point where he just sort of crumbed it up with one hand and, and kicks a goal. Big fist away. They need a crumb up. North Melbourne, here he comes. Harvey couldn't control it. Taken by Simpson. Back to Harvey. Can he bend it back? He has. You know, unreal to watch and think, you know, this is the start of his career and, you know, we're going to get to see him do this, you know, to, you know, <laughs> well into his late 30s and ended up with three goals, I think, for that game. But, um, yeah, it was, it was nice to, to welcome Port um, to the sort of big show with a with a big see you later, thanks for coming, um, <laughs> you know, resounding strong win of, I think it was 44 points. So, um, yeah, wonderful sort of commanding final and, um, you know, at the time, you know, North supporters everywhere just must have been absolutely buoyed by by the performance. Again, there's more Wayne Carey highlights. It goes without saying. Um, there's that bit where he's just screaming in, front of in, the, in the goal square. He's obviously in some sort of beast mode. Screaming for the ball is Carey. He wants it in the pocket. He's screaming for it. He's been... Ignored by Capuano Carey, rushing back to the square. He's got it. Unbelievable play by Carey. This is his third goal for the quarter. He has turned this game around for North Melbourne. When Port got within 12 points, he's banged it through. So he's turned this game around for North Melbourne. So <laughs> he's Carey. Yes, I think. <laughs> Because we've we've had Rex get around Kerry, we've had Bruce show love for Kerry, we've got Sandy Roberts get around Wayne Kerry, and then all of a sudden Kevin Bartlett's getting right behind him. <laughs> there was a game they showed, I can't remember exactly what it was, not even the Melbourne game, but he kicked a goal and then he was on the ground and you could sort of see Kerry having a moment like, do I really have to do all this myself? <laughs> um, but yeah, he just, um, yeah, just, just phenomenal, I think. You know, I think he had 11 marks, 20 kicks, six goals from Carey. So just a standard performance. <laughs> and you are right. It is it is very Wayne Carey-centred, the North Highlights video of that season. But you do mention that there was a bit of young boomer with that running goal and that great effort in that first final. But there was some 
brilliant Peter Bell highlights as well. And Francis, now Welsh, hand pass Bell, loves these, snaps. He might have got the rule second. That looks pretty good from here. It's a goal. Bell, already a goal kicker, kicks down to Carey at half forward. Oh, absolutely. You know, I remember him being, you know, just just phenomenal. Um, and, you know, obviously um, he, he plays an even better game again that I'm sure we'll touch on very soon. So, yeah, I think it was, it was lovely to see, um, you know, those guys that perhaps aren't heralded to, to the standards of your, <laughs> of your Carey and your Archer and your Stevens and all those guys. And, and you know, just they, they were incredible. And him, you know, sort of kicking those sort of banana kicks um, right from the boundary just with absolute ease, like it was entirely effortless. Um, just so you know what a skilled player he was. So you've beaten Port in that first qualifying final. You get the week off, and uh, two weeks later, you're facing the Brisbane Lions, who have just been on a 10-game winning streak. And uh, this is the forgotten preliminary final of 1999, obviously. Yeah, it was was pretty convincing. Another sort of similar size win um, to the week before. Um, I did notice the ground had definitely seen better days. It was looking a bit worse for wear. But, um, you know, just your standard sort of carry out muscling opponents, you know, sealing goals. They were fairly well a machine at that point, North Melbourne. It seemed fairly sort of business as usual. Um, You know, these sort of convincing uh, 40-odd point wins. You know, your your usuals, your McCann and Kerry, Grant, Harvey. Um, all kicking a few goals and, um, yeah, but obviously it was a bit of, um, yeah, contention around. Um, we had a couple of things happen in that final too that were a bit of a worry for us going into the into the grand final. The sour note from the game came with the report of Jason McCartney. He'd played every game and would be suspended for four matches. Anthony Stevens had injured his ankle and would face a media spotlight all week as he vowed to be ready for the big game against Carlton. Jason McCartney? Suspended. <laughs> I feel, honestly, to this day, I still feel so so sorry for him. I just think, like, I was just gutted for him because he just seemed to miss premierships everywhere he went. And I just think... That's right, because he was at the Crows as well. He missed Collingwood. He then missed the Crows flag. He just couldn't get a spot in the team. Um, Then he played in the 98 loss with us Mm. um, and then wiped out for the 99 win. And you sort of go, you you could have been, you know, a (laughs) four-time, three-time premiership player. um, And he just ended up with none. It's just... um, Yeah, it's it's just your heart aches for him. But I think, you know, you, you sort of look at those those suspensions and, and you know, you, you can't help but relay them to your modern day experiences and you sort of go, I reckon I've seen worse get off in a prelim um, these days. They seem to be a bit um, a bit more lenient uh, sometimes. So, yeah, I think, yeah, poor, poor Buddy McCartney, but, you know, I guess he made way for Cam Mooney to strut his stuff. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, and then, like, it was a very stock standard lead up to a grand final for North Melbourne. Um, because not only did you have the uh, drama of Jason McCartney being suspended, but uh, Anthony Stevens was under an injury cloud. Yeah, I think I actually remember that at the time um, as a sort of concern, and it just sort of felt, you know, and I sort of feel, you feel the same watching watching the film, but you just sort of knew he wasn't going to miss it. You just he's just the kind of player that 
um, was just so unassuming but so tough um, and just so sort of, you know, North Melbourne, bled blue and white. Um, and, yeah, so I loved that footage from the grand final parade um, where they asked him, uh, I think it was, they said, yeah, you know, he was in the car doing the cavalcades. You knew you, you would have been right to walk this, wouldn't you? And he, Steve-O just goes, yeah, I would love to, good exercise, you know, so. <laughs> Anthony Stevens was giving no thought to his injured ankle. You would have been right to walk this, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would love to, actually. Yeah. Good exercise. <laughs> was just sort of teasing that right up to it and, and, and thankfully sort of came good, I, I believe, um, played uh, with substantial painkillers. <laughs> And <laughs> his ankle, but um, yeah, got up for it, and and yeah. And then, of course, um, you mentioned the, him being interviewed at the grand final parade, but in the lead up to the grand final, and it's highlighted in Kangi King's 1999, we get a bit of a montage of the news reports from grand final week 1999. What do you remember about it? Um, I definitely remember uh, Brady Rawlings playing for us, and not Jade Rawlings. One of the one of the bits of footage. <laughs> talks about Jade Rawlings and I just thought I think they've got the wrong team here. The ruse appeal against Jason McCartney's four-match suspension withdrawn. Jade Rawlings and Cameron Mooney pushed for the vacant grand final spot. I think I remember, you know, you sort of remember as a kid it being a big deal. I remember where I was when I watched it, you know, the parade, the excitement, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I do remember going to the training sessions I think they show in the film. Um, and, you know, sitting on the benches waiting for the boys to come out and, you know, just, just the amount of people there. And, and as I said, you know, just, just that absolute excitement um, that, you know, um, a lot of people that, you know, the teams have played in premierships have, have been privileged enough to feel. So I think, um, yeah, feeling feeling fairly good and, and obviously, you know, Carlton um, not really knowing um, how that was going to go and, uh, yeah, maybe feeling a little bit more confident that Essendon was out. But, um, yeah, I, I've got very fond memories of, of that whole um, that whole grand final week. It's abundantly clear in the news reports that North were not expecting to play Carlton that week. Absolutely. You know, the team that had the consistency over the year hasn't necessarily won the grand final. So it comes down to that one day. Pagan, though, careful not to put too much emphasis on the past. I reckon you, you want to be careful you don't get preoccupied with looking in the rear, rear vision mirror because you'll end up crashing the blanket. Um, and what I also like um, about it, and this is more the fashion of the time, is Dennis Pagan's commitment to going full tracksuit at training. <laughs> Lots of shots in full North Melbourne Nike tracksuit. Oh, no. Hey, Dylan, I'm telling you right now, if they sold those today, I would buy it. Absolutely. Would you just wear it everywhere you go? Around, yep. No, absolutely, <laughs> no doubts from me on that one. I loved it. What kind of North tracksuit would you get? Would you get a? Uh, would you get the ninety sort of hypertech kangaroos kind of uh, tracksuit, or your more Mazda North, or uh, maybe a North have courage? It it'd have to be a hypertech one, I reckon. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, phenomenal. Um, yeah, honestly, good on him. I think, um, you know, they'd, they'd, they'd played a few grand finals at that point, so I think he just was at that time where, you know, obviously felt the pressure but went, no, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm just going to do my own thing and, yeah, um, focus, on, <laughs> focus on what's coming up. Uh, I have to go back to Jason McCartney because I just remembered he actually got suspended for four weeks. Yes. So he obviously went he went hard in that preliminary final. So it wasn't just like a 
tragic one-week suspension for the grand final. He got a proper suspension. Yeah, that came down pretty hard on him, yep. <laughs> um, as I said, yeah, felt felt really sorry for him, I guess, you know, you you, you do the crime, you do the time, but... Um, yeah, it does. It does feel like they're a bit more lenient these days. I always think about um, Corey McKernan's uh, should have been Brownlow, um, and you know, mm. comparing something like that to you know to to what your boy Lynch um, has been doing and going, <laughs> you know, buddy Corey McKernan missed out on a Brownlow because he did that, you know. <laughs> um, so it's just yeah, just just different times. But yeah, as I said before, absolutely gutting for. Um, for Jason McCartney, obviously had a, a tough sort of life ahead, and um, you know, one you know his comeback matches um, still one of my favourite games I've ever been at. But yeah, four weeks that's that would have been um, tough to stomach for for someone who was you know seeking redemption for the year before, just like the rest of the team were. The grand final itself against Carlton, um, did you go to it? I didn't. No, I watched it on TV. <laughs> When did you know North Melbourne had won the 1999 flag and why was it when Fraser Brown tackled Dean Wallace? <laughs> a huge pack of players waiting down in front was Rice. His kick is a poor one. Straight to Wallace. The mean bad man. Can he cover himself in glory? He's lost it and Murphy takes it away. That could be the turnover that cost them. Murphy goes towards the half-forward line. And just an incredible comeback by the Carlton Football Club. I think, you know, up until around half time, you know, sort of went, oh, I could still go either way. But then, you know, second half, it was pretty, um, pretty obvious what was going to happen. And, you know, could sort of, um, <laughs> my dad being able to enjoy it a bit more um, in the fourth quarter, that's for sure. So did your dad go to the grand final? No, we all watched it at home because we were just, I think, a bit too young um, to <laughs> to fully enjoy it, um, according to to my parents. So we had a we had a um, few people over to to our place, and there were heaps of kids, and we watched it on TV. So yeah. How many times have you watched the nineteen ninety nine grand final in full? Oh. <laughs> Uh, or do you sort of alternate it? Because all because North Melbourne's premierships, all four of them, they are all on video. Yes. <laughs> are there any in particular that you've watched more than others, or do you like to sp- spread them out? Or? Ninety-six and ninety-nine more than seventy-five and seventy-seven. I think that's just you know naturally because I grew up with that team. I was here for those two. I've got a connection with those players and and that time. So. Yeah, absolutely. Ninety six and ninety nine, hands down, got way more of a um, of a of a bashing on those sort of VHSs and DVDs than uh, yeah than the seventies ones. Are there any standout highlights from the ninety nine grand final? Because I think for a North Melbourne supporter, um, just given the I guess one sided nature of the game, it's obviously looked back more fondly than um, when people are talking about classic grand finals. Are there any particular highlights that really stand out to you? I think Archer, Pickett and Martin were, were, were massive in defence and, 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 you know, that, that was probably a lot of the reason that um, that were able to do so well. They, they sort of, you know, had answers for everything that Carlton threw at them. But I think, too, I think one of the sort of little intriguing um, 
you know, um, storylines of, of, of that particular game was, you know, Silvani did did a fairly decent job on, on Carey and, and kept him to two goals and then they moved Carey to the midfield um, for a quarter. Um, and I believe he got the most disposals <laughs> out of anyone and um, then, then moved him back to the, the forward line for the end. So I think, um, as I said before, um, Peter Bell was absolutely terrific in it. Um, you know, that they showed a, a bit of a clip there um, where he tried to keep the footy. As the time ticks down and the Kangas have won a fourth premiership, well done, Dennis Pagan. You deserve everything you've got today and so does your club. Now Johnny Longmire. Belly won't give it back. Peter Johnny. Bell said, I want that footy. Tears of a different kind today for John Longmire. No. <laughs> and he cracks the shits at the umpire. Yeah, and the umpire was like, nope, hand it back. And I was just like, oh, the guy had 31 disposals, four goals. He probably just missed out on the Norm Smith to Shannon Grant. Like, let him have the footy. <laughs> just let him have it. But, um, yeah, so him and obviously obviously um, Shannon Grant um, getting the Norm Smith um, with four goals. I think, you know, he, he sort of... Copped it a fair bit for what probably was um, best term to subpar performance in the 98 grand final. So I think, you know, like we sort of look at it as, as redemption for the team, it's always also a bit of redemption for, for Shannon Grant. So, yeah, I think, you know, those sort of um, players um, or moments sort of stand out to me. And what about Cameron Mooney? Ah, <laughs> oh, how long do we have? <laughs> As long as you want. <laughs> oh God, poor bloke. I just think that's yeah, that's not that's not um, a, a stat line that you want to have um, in a grand final. In you know, sort of um, having this brilliant coach. He's still a three-time premiership player. Keep, keeping you on the bench, and then you know, it's a bit like I kind of think of it like you know, in, in the states with the NFL, and you know, the entire squad gets a gets a ring gets a championship ring even if he didn't play <laughs> that's basically the equivalent it's like cam mooney sort of rocked up didn't do a whole lot but gets to gets to you know take that that claim as a premiership player and yeah enjoy the win just as much as the other boys but i'm sure if he could he'd change it in a heartbeat um as you mentioned you know the premiership reunion i'm sure they just sort of hang shit on him the whole time about it so <laughs> You feel for him a bit, but uh, yeah, didn't didn't do a whole lot on the day, um, as evidenced by his uh, zero disposals. <laughs> Did you get around any of the post grand final celebrations? Do you recall doing anything like that as a fan? Did you go to Arden Street the next well, day? I remember, I do remember doing that, um, and I remember you know getting sort of merchandise, um, you know the Premiership merchandise and. Just, you know, watching absolutely everything we could, you know, re-watching it when it was on, um, you know, very, very vivid memory of, you know, getting to, to rock up to, to the primary school I was at at the time and, you know, proudly wear my North scarf even though it was against uniform policy. <laughs> just being like, I don't care, we just won, it's amazing, I'm going to celebrate it. So I think, you know, obviously um, being almost nine, you know, can't sort of, remember it in, in vivid detail as, as a lot of others would be but you know I will never forget that feeling and that's something that you know hopefully get to experience again soon. We talk throughout Kanga King's 1999 I've thoroughly been enjoying this chat with you 
uh, about North Melbourne's uh, work hard, play hard culture. But uh, how do you reckon the post grand final celebrations in 1999 would have been with, uh, let's just say, your Wayne Carries and Martin Pikes of the world uh, leading the way? I can only imagine the length of the bender that they would have all been on. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you can be more sort of forgiving and understanding of those things um, at the end of the season as opposed to the middle of the season like like some of them were doing quite regularly. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I mean, especially after, you know, the, the 98 grand final to, to lose that in the way we did um, and not s- sort of capitalise as much as we could on you know, the, the domination that that team had at the time. And, yeah, I, I hope they absolutely went to town after celebrating that. And I'm, <laughs> I've got no reservations that they that's exactly what they did. I'm pretty sure, uh, I'll have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure there's vision of reports of North's 99 um, Mad Monday. And it's actually really subtle uh, compared to, what they are these days. Like no one's dressed up. Like I'm pretty sure there's vision of like Wayne Carey's just wearing a Nike t-shirt and <laughs> Martin Pike, who probably hasn't gone to sleep is in a Sim sports Mooney ponds outfit. Like they're not bothering. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I actually can't remember that. I'll have to go check it out, but um, yeah, who knows? They, they might've just not slept and couldn't be bothered dressing up <laughs> and kicking off. They're probably all, they all coming sleep. down. <laughs> And then they would have had their footy trip, which probably would have been to, what, Bali or Vegas or something like that back then? Yeah, you'd assume so, wouldn't you? Overall, Maddie, uh, watching Kanga Kings 1999, what stood out for you the most? Um, I think it could be anything. It doesn't have to be anything football. Is it? Does it take you back? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think you watch those things and you just long for that to happen again. Um. I think, you know, it's been over, it's been over 20 years. Um, as we discussed before, you know, I had that sort of, um, you know, that's that success uh, very early on in my life, but, you know, now I'm older and, and old enough to, to appreciate it. Um, yeah. And you see other clubs and, and you sort of go like Richmond and you go, you know, I, I want that. And, um, you know, every year, every team should be playing for a premiership. Um, you know, that that's the be all and end all in a season. That's, that's what, every club should be playing for it doesn't matter whether you're Adelaide or, or Richmond um so I think yeah just just watching what a dominant team um they were um all those just phenomenal players um that are just absolute legends of the club um you know seeing how well oiled they were um the skills that they had um the deliveries um, you know, inside 50 even, um, you know, just, just phenomenal and just seeing a team of that calibre. And, yeah, just, just, just really wanting to, to experience that, that whole ride again. So I think, yeah, it was, it was lovely to look back, but it's probably made me, um, you know, even hungrier for, for another one. Kanga Kings 1999, your overall rating of it, Maddie? Oh, it's not going to get any less than a 10 from me, is it? <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was charming, um, you know, in this sense that, you know, it's very old school and, you know, there are a few errors and, um, it was a bit daggy, but, um, yeah, great sort of, um, highlights reel of, of the, you know, incredible season that was 99 for, for the Kangas slash North Melbourne. (laughs) Maddie, it's been an absolute pleasure, um, to talk about this with you. 
Um, it's It's been great to sort of watch these highlights of North Melbourne from back in the day uh, in this sort of context. And, well, thank you for being our guest reviewer on this edition of the Australian Football Video Film Festival. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely to talk footy um, in an off-season and obviously a year in Melbourne where we haven't had footy. So, <laughs> um, no, it's been lovely. Thank you so much. Maddie Green there talking about the 1999 classic cinematic masterpiece that was Kanga King's 1999. This is the Australian Football Video Film Festival with thanks to our major partners, of course, the mighty leaguetees.com.au. A massive thanks to Anthony from League Tees for getting involved with the show. Of course, you can check out their great range at that website. T-shirts, badges, I think there's posters on the, in the works, all sorts of things uh, at leaguetees.com.au. Perfect time to stock up ahead of footy season or during footy season. It depends when you are listening to this, but there's always a good time to get to League Tees. Thank you for listening to the Australian Football Video Film Festival. Um, we've still got a few more great titles in the works, some iconic titles. Um, I know a lot of people have been asking, when are you going to do the sensational 70s, electrifying 80s, 90s decade that delivered? Call your jets. It's coming. It's epic and it's going to be great. But uh, in the meantime, thank you to everyone who's been listening. It's an absolute pleasure to make this show. A huge thanks to Maddie um, for coming on the show. Of course, you can follow Maddie on Twitter. Um, she's very popular amongst a lot of the North Melbourne fans and footy fans in general. She's great value. So that's uh, Maddie, Maddie Melb, at Maddie Melb. So give her a follow. You can also get in touch with us on the socials. We are both on the Twitter and the Facebook. All your all your bases covered. Uh, that's of course uh, twitter.com forward slash AFV Film Festival at AFV Film Festival and Facebook.com forward slash AFV Film Festival. This is the Australian Football Video Film Festival. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Dylan Leach and we'll catch you soon.